Hey, I've got a topic I want to talk about this week. Um, sure. What is it? Mega Power Frunk. Wait, how did you discover my drag name? Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Better than you. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you said in the cold open that you had a topic you wanted to talk about. What, what was it? What is that again? Mega Power Frunk. Okay. And and the P and the P Frunk All Stars. <laughs> no? Is that not how this works? Uh, could be. Could be. What is that? Is that a Japanese anime thing? <laughs> Mega Power Frunk. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. they're five separate and they combine together. To they make, combine make into one frunk. mega. All yeah. these little different frunks. Yeah. And then they get a power frunk and then they all combine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So no, what power, is this? Power is... frunks activate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So what is it? What is this in response? Uh, what, what actually is this? Although, by the way, I am going to trademark mega power frunk anime right now while you're working on it. Go ahead. <laughs> because of my browsing habits, I was fed an article about the new Ford F-150 Lightning. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Being a truck owner, I know all about yeah, well, sure. Yes, yeah, particularly a Ford truck owner, right? Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, but this is an electric truck. And, you know, where your engine is in the front, yes. they, don't, they don't have that. So they created this, I don't know, think the, the little hatch in a VW Bug right in the front where you can store yeah. stuff because yeah. the engines in the back, they've got that now on the front of this Ford F-150 and you can put the thing that raised. And my guess is the reason that this hit my newsfeed was because you can fit two count them two set, full sets of golf clubs in there. I would have never thought about that because the word power was in there. So there, I would never put my golf clubs in anything. There's no, there's no power in those clubs. So anyway, so I was looking at, I'm reading this article. I'm reading about this electric pickup truck and texted you about it. And then the first thing that actually, the first thing that came to my mind was I should call Ward Lens. I mean, you you remember Ward. Ward's part of our fantasy league. But Ward is an electric vehicle expert. I should ask Ward Ooh. what he thinks of this, what he knows about this. Wait, wait, he's an expert on this? We yes. We don't we don't we don't do a lot of experts on this show. I mean, we, we have we have we have some Ooh, <laughs> this is ramping this up. Good point. I hey, know. that's a thought. We're at we're at episode ninety eight, and you're thinking now that if we have a topic, we should get somebody that knows something about the topic on the show. That's an interesting way to go. I'd never considered that. It's it's never stopped us before. Oh well, yeah, good point. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I did. I messaged him and God love him. 
Ward Linz agreed to come on this podcast and talk to us about electric vehicles. So uh, the official introduction, Ward Linz is... What, just, yes. just one thing. Yes. yes. That tells me he's never listened to this before. He agreed to come on it. He's clearly not listened to it, but that's cool. That's cool. That's You know what? That's in our favor. All right, go ahead. Do the official introduction before he figures out what's going on. Ward is executive director of the North Carolina Sustainable Energy Association. He has a degree in journalism and mass communication from Drake University, my alma mater. He's actually known Amy longer than he's known me. Fun fact. He is the former director of North Carolina State Energy Office, and at one point, he was my boss at the DNR's energy office. He is also a founding member of FEAST, which is former energy associates standing tall. And he's an off and on owner in our fantasy football league and this year's league champion. Welcome, Ward Lenz, to Talking to Todd. Hey, Ward. Hey, good evening. I bet you've never gotten an introduction like that before. I've I've not had an introduction like that before. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much. I I feel honored. I I point. I just I want to bring up one thing here real quick. I'm just I'm thinking this through. Uh, By the way, hey champ. Um, are there? I'm just wondering. Do we have a Do we have a league rules like we now have the top three finishers in our fantasy football league this season all on the same podcast? Is there like a continuity of league thing that we're violating by by doing that? No, a, Co- a collusion rule. Let me check well, with the let me check with the commissioner. Yeah, no, we're good. Cool. Do we have a quorum of votes though? Oh, we don't. We don't. We don't run the league that way. No, no, oh, okay. no, 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 right. no, no. It's it's uh uh it's the commissioner and sometimes the associate commissioner uh pretty much make the decisions. Uh, uh, a majority of those voting constitutes a quorum. Okay. And there's one vote. Good by me. The, does the commissioner get paid? Oh, hell no. Only in grief. <laughs> and there's a ton of that. Okay, so apparently Ward may or may not know some things now about about electric vehicles. Okay, yeah, I, I see that now. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I'm now concerned. We probably probably should have uh, done a heck of a lot more research to uh, to. I mean, you you went all in on the frunk, and then we brought in an EV expert. So uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Take it away. So well, let let's start. Let's start with something really easy. Ward, I don't know how how many vehicles, how many electric vehicles have you owned? Uh, more than full one. Size. Yeah, I have I have a fleet, uh, personalized fleet of electric vehicles, but they're mostly Hot Wheels and Matchbox, um, oh. but. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I do actually own a Chevy Volt, uh, which is slightly different than the all electric that you guys are talking about. So my my car is a plug in hybrid electric, which means that I have a certain amount of electric vehicle range, all electric. And then uh, when I run out of electricity uh, in the battery, uh, it switches over to the gasoline engine and I can get another 400 miles on gasoline if I need it. Uh, but for the vast vast majority of my driving is all electric because I can get to work and back uh, when we actually go into work and come back. Which is which is a better design than the Honda Civic Hybrid that I used to own 
which kind of alternated regularly between the electric engine and the gas engine. That was kind of a dual drive rather than a all one and then all the other that you've got, right? Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. So, so yours would have been designed for fuel economy because you ne- you would, you never plugged that one in. Whereas no. the the one I have is designed to to yeah go all electric uh, for the vast majority of the time. But it because it uh, has that gas engine, I can if I need to, I can drive to DC or to the mountains or to Iowa or wherever, uh, and then you know when I get there, I can plug in and fill up. But yeah, we've had an, a number of times just in the last year where uh, 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 where we are, the gasoline pipeline has uh, had problems. Uh, one time because they had a big leak, and another time because they got hacked and shut down operations. And so uh, there wasn't any gas, uh, and so I was able to drive past uh, all those gas stations uh, where there's a big long line and and go go buy it. So to that point, we are going to have to put a sign on the country that says hackers, please, please hack the oil pipelines or the electricity grid, but please don't do both at the same time. Like, like take turns, line up in a, you know, queue, queue up in a, in an orderly line here. We'll be fine. If you do both at the same time, we're going to have problems. To, to my question, particularly personally about this thing, have you looked at this Ford? Have you have you gotten information about it or heard anything about how Ford has gone through this process? And is twenty twenty two the right time to buy that kind of car? I I do think so. If you haven't put down an order yet, I think you it, it may be a while before you can get delivery because it, the the response to the Ford F one fifty Lightning has been just, uh, you know, knocked it out of the ballpark is essentially what's happened. And um, it may take a year or two to get delivery because so many people have have signed up. Um, really? But yeah. So and it, it is uh, it's transformative. And, you know, it's in the electric vehicle market, people, uh, you know, it's like, oh, we got to have different models and SUVs and cars and pickups. And uh, the F-150 is is pretty much the first one that's going to be mass market uh, available. Uh, Rivian is coming out with another. Uh, Chevy just announced their Silverado. Uh, And then, you know, there's some other stuff coming along. But the F-150 rollout was, uh, I I was calling it transformative uh, because of what they were doing that, that you can actually, you know, return the power to your house. So when your power goes out, which... Uh, happens occasionally. You can uh, supposedly power your house for three days. Uh, and if all you're doing is actually powering your, your heater and your uh, refrigerator to make sure your food doesn't go bad, uh, you can go quite a while uh, just on the, the power from the truck. I, I did see, uh, because I'm on a Ford mailing list, or I'm on a lot of Ford mailing lists, you know how to build trucks, but not unsubscribe buttons. They said uh, they had 200,000 reservations. Their original plan was to build 75,000 trucks a year. They just announced this week that they're going to double production to 150,000 a year. So if you're on the back end of the of the list, unless people who put reservations cancel you won't be getting a truck in the next year. It will be another year out 
to clear just the backlog of the of the pre uh, of the pre-orders before they actually even can get to new orders. And and well, a similar thing happened if you look at the the Ford Mustang. Uh, they they converted that to be a, an electric version and started taking orders. And in a typical year, the uh, Ford sells sixty five to seventy five thousand Mustangs. Uh, they're ramping up so that they can because they've got orders to sell one hundred and fifty thousand, um, which really tells you that there's a, a kind of a backlog of demand for electric vehicles like this. Which I thought was pretty amazing, given that it looks absolutely nothing like a Mustang. Yeah, yeah the the Mustang, uh, you know the 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 hardcore uh, people. I had a sixty four and a half <laughs> Mustang back in the day. Um, right. Yeah. It's difficult, but it. Uh, uh, I've got some friends who have been driving them for a while, and and uh, very much uh, have become converts. Okay, so so you use so you said the word the the F one hundred and fifty Lightning. You use the word transformative. I have been thinking. By the way, just I mean, I I had a deposit down when the day that Tesla announced the Model Three. I stood in line at the Tesla dealership to give them money to get in line. And then uh, eventually, uh, after about a year, I gave back my interest-free loan. I got my interest-free loan to Elon Musk because he needed the money. I got that back, and I I got out of line because I realized that, shockingly, and I think for the first time ever in Elon's um, illustrious career, some of the promises that he made when he took my money weren't looking like they were going to happen when he <laughs> when I needed to give him more money. So I I backed out. But so I've I've been paying attention a little bit to this space. This is my thought, and I, I'm curious actually because I'm just a Yahoo that you know follows this stuff, but you know doesn't really get into it too deep. I actually think that the the F-150 Lightning on the on the increase is the might be the most important electric vehicle launch that we are going to see for a while because. It takes it from people who want electric cars or electric vehicles to the F-150 is sold as a work truck. It's, it, it is selling the electric vehicle portion in many ways, not that it's better for the environment, but they're selling it. You can take it to a job site. You can power your things. You can power your house. And it's moving it from the people who want electric vehicles to the mainstream of saying, in this use case, your work truck would be better being electric. And so I think it's actually trying to draw in a whole group of people that would have never considered electric vehicles before. That Todd's got a, a good point that they're, they're marketing it not as a, a environmentalist vehicle. It's, it's a work truck. That's a functional, right. you know, truck, uh, you know, Dwayne can put a couple of uh, sets of golf clubs. Other people have said, you know, it's great storage for uh, bodies, you know, that type of thing in the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, to, to Todd's point is, you know, Tesla, when they were first coming out with their electric vehicles, their first stuff, uh, it was, they, they weren't marketing for the environmental conscious either. They were, they were marketing towards performance. And so they came out with the Roadster, uh, the model S P 100 or whatever it is that has the, you know, go, can go plaid essentially, you know, that's, that's the fastest production car, uh, ever built. It'll, it'll beat the, the million dollar, uh, 
you know, Italian sports cars uh, in the quarter mile. So, and the zero to 60. And now, now Ford's coming out with the, the work truck. Um, you know, in another 10 years, you're probably not going to see too many non-electric uh, vehicles because they'll just outcompete. So given that I live in Iowa, we've got a regular listener that we know lives in Minnesota where it gets to negative 18. You know, in these kinds of weather extremes, what kind of impact does that have on electric vehicles? Is it work out here? Not just in yeah. Southern California? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't get that cold here, but uh, it, it, it works when it's uh, below freezing uh, for me on the electric. You, you will get a slightly reduced range, just like you, you do when you're, you've got a gasoline car. Uh, you, get, you get fewer miles per gallon in the winter uh, when it's really cold. Uh, similarly, you'll, you'll get a little bit fewer miles on electricity. Um, you know, and one of, one of the things that came up over the last week or so, you guys might've seen the, the, the traffic jam in Virginia, uh, heading to DC yeah. and, you know, there, there were groups who were like, oh, you know, I'd be petrified to be in an electric vehicle. And, and all the electric vehicle owners are like, well, wait a minute. No, I've got electric seat warmers. Um, and, and a bunch of the electric vehicle nerds started doing experiments and, and they're like, yeah, I, I kept my my electric vehicle in the Michigan winter for 40 hours uh, and I lost like 4% of the battery charge uh, and keeping it at 60, 65 degrees in the in the cabin. Uh, it was it was wild. Uh, whereas a gasoline car, if it's parked and idling, they're using anywhere from a quarter to a half a gallon per hour. And, you know, they'll run out of gasoline much faster than an electric vehicle will. I think one thing we've learned over the last couple of years is whatever you do, don't 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 come for the electric car nerds because yes. they will come back. And, yes. Uh, do don't don't <laughs> kick that hornet's nest if you don't have to. No, they won't beat you up, but they'll take you out in other ways. <laughs> do okay, so let's say I'm gonna do this, right? And I know I've got two years to prepare for it. What kind of things can I do now? for my house, you know, do I need to install special electric? Can I start working on solar to marry with this? Are there, are there things that I can do while I'm waiting two years to get this car to show up? Yeah, you, you can, you can do all kinds of things. I'm assuming, uh, the you've, you've got a garage. Uh, I haven't seen your house, but, uh, if you've got a garage, I'm assuming you've got a standard 110 uh, outlet, um, that, yep. That'll be adequate uh, for a lot of your needs. If you wanted to upgrade, uh, you can have an electrician come out and uh, put in a 220 outlet. And that that actually, you know, going from 110 to 220, you think it's going to be, oh, well, that's twice as fast, but it's actually three to four times as fast. Uh, so it's just one of those weird things. Um, the, boils water quicker, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Uh, and one of the things... Uh, as part of the purchase process, Ford is offering to provide uh, service companies to come out uh, and install the higher end uh, charging system in your in your home. Uh, I don't oh, know really? what the fee is for that. Uh, and that, they'll have to look at your breaker box to see if you have room. But if you've got a newer house, you usually have a little bit of, of room in your breaker box to add in that right. kind of 
I didn't plan to ask you this question, but it just it just jumped in my. I mean, obviously, when I pull it into the garage, I know the charging couple coupling is going to work because that's what I built. When I'm out on the road, is this all? Are they all like USB A ports? So they all absolutely, definitely work with each other, or are there forty different ones out there? And I've got to pray that I pull up to the right station. And further answer that, but then also B, do I have to pay like I do at the gas station every time I fill up when I, you know, go to the mall and charge it? How does that, just explain it like I'm five, Ward? Oh, okay. Well, and and uh, to go back to what Todd was asking about about fighting uh, electric vehicle nerds, you know, and the the plug uh, discussion is is essentially a blood sport in this uh, field. So uh, if you okay. if you want to. We, if you want we, to see, we uh, just got toddler number number negative uh, eighteen's attention. Blood sport. Now I'm no one. Now I'm interested. <laughs> see, and and this is again where uh, Tesla did a good job because they call their stuff the supercharger. You know, you know, harkens back to your uh, your old Hot Wheels days and stuff. Yeah. Uh, whereas the the other brands started out with a plug called the J seventeen seventy two and. You know, really, really, uh, you know, it was designed by an electrician and engineer rather than uh, that. But but to, to go back to your question, the vast majority of the plugs you're going to see are going to be uh, standard, uh, standardized now. And so the the American domestic market is is getting pretty solid. Um, the just like uh, when you go to fill up with your with your gasoline uh, you know, you've got three different types, uh, of gasoline at the pump, uh, and you choose which one you want. And if you accidentally put in diesel, you know, that's still there, but you, you know, you shouldn't do that. So, uh, you're, you're gonna, you're, you're still going to have to be intelligent, uh, in what you're doing. And, uh, but usually for charging it's going to be through a phone app. Uh, you come up to, to the, the EV charging, the basically the either a Tesla supercharger or a high voltage uh, uh, charger, and use your phone app and put your phone close to the thing. It'll it'll release the plug, and you put that in your car. Uh, you wait ten or fifteen minutes, and you're you're about probably going to be about eighty percent charged in uh, fifteen, you know, ten, fifteen, thirty minutes. Well, about about long enough to listen to half of an episode. Well, yeah, or go into McDonald's, you know. At one point, when Lucas was just started getting driving, he needed to fill up with gas, and he pulled in, and he put E85 in our regular car because it was the cheapest one, and because yeah. he's frugal. Mm. How'd that work out? And then realized about when he was done, he calls me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dad, what did I do? <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it's fine. You make it a light, but go drive it, and we'll put more gas in it, and drive it. We'll put more gas in it, and drive it. We'll put more gas in it. it it'll be fine. You're not going to hurt it doing it one time. Whatever. It'll burn it. Just don't do that again, dude. I mean, I, I, I always wonder in the in the very very early days of E85 that you know Dwayne you were around for. Uh, I was yep. I I was filling up one of the state vehicles with the 85 and a uh, guy pulled up and uh, he pulls in with his like Audi or something like that. And, and he starts 
filling his Audi with E85, and I'm like, oh, did you get that converted? And he thought it was it, it was the diesel pump because it was set aside. And I'm like, I. I was able to I was able to stop him. He he had like maybe three or four gallons in there uh, of E85 and a diesel, and I, I have oh, no, no idea how that worked out. You know, that was in the '90s, so I don't I don't. <laughs> that that would be an interesting experiment. <laughs> German engineers like we did not we did not engineer for this. No, was ist das? Was ist das? Yeah, so that would have been. Oh yeah, that would have been before because I I worked for you in ninety eight and ninety nine. Okay, and we did we did worst ethanol. decision of your life. We did wind. I lasted eighteen months before you guys finally got sick of me. <laughs> I didn't fire anybody over there, so I, yeah, you didn't. You did not. I found a, I found another home. It was a good 18 months. I learned so much. It was it was great. That was a, it was a good time. I learned so much. And, and then and, I got and, Well, I was just going to ask you how many how many in- injuries did you have in 18 months? Well, that was predominantly why I had to move on because I had a broken nose. I had I had to have my appendix out in an emergency surgery. Yeah, you, you had, had your uh, eye on the Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah, I turned around and I busted my eye open on the filing cabinet and had to have stitches there, all within a, a span. Ball. I get yes, yeah. I got hit by a golf ball. I yeah, it well, all, all I, seriously all within the span of the same eighteen months. At one point, they gave me and you guys laughed so hard about this. Mercy Hospital gave me a frequent visitor card. <laughs> I still sh- I still have that picture that you sent. I share that with uh, some coworkers because they don't, they don't believe me when I tell them about Dwayne. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Okay, uh, other sorry, we have totally digressed in, into 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 history and and stuff. Other other electric vehicle questions. This is not this is not the only podcast that you do this on. Um, tell me about let catch up a little bit. Tell me about your, your day job and other stuff that you do. I know you talk about electric vehicles elsewhere, not just, uh, you know, us nerds. So yeah. Uh, uh, contrary to what Dwayne's uh, career tra- trajectory was of, uh, 18 months in clean energy, uh, I've actually done my entire career. And so, uh, at the North Carolina sustainable energy association, we, we do uh, policy and education on all kinds of clean energy. Uh, whether it's uh, energy efficiency uh, or uh, solar energy, which uh, North Carolina, uh, depending on who is tracking it, is anywhere from second to fourth in solar energy generation in the country. Nice. Uh, and then we do a lot on, uh, I think I mentioned, you know, energy efficiency, uh, wind. Uh, we're actually starting to take uh, bids for offshore wind uh, so that uh, I know, you guys in Iowa have uh, lots of wind turbines. We don't have too much uh, of that resource here on land. Uh, we got a, a little bit, but then uh, offshore uh, is going to be uh, a monster over the next few years uh, in development. And the, those those turbines can be dramatically larger than the land-based turbines. So uh, they'll be generating a lot of power and then uh, wheeling that uh, into the Carolinas and then up the East Coast. 
Well, and I remember, I mean, when we were, when we were working together, it was like the first dozen or so wind turbines that were installed in the state of Iowa. And, you know, and we managed one on the state fairgrounds that you started with. I inherited a little bit. Ed Woolsey was involved with it, right? Um, just tiny little guys. Little, it, it, I mean, but even compared to the ones that we see today, the big, using air quotes, big mid-American ones that they put up at that point are just dwarfed by what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, those are, you know, if, if you can kind of put into scale that that one at the Iowa State Fair was 10 kilowatts, yeah. uh, those those big ones uh, that Mid-American had put up back in the 90s were 600 kW, the kilowatts. Yeah. And the stuff I think that that is kind of standard now is around three to five megawatts. Uh, so <laughs> 10 times that. And then the offshore wind, um, I'm, I'm hearing reports that by the time those goes in, go in, they'll be, you know, 10 to 15 megawatts. Uh, so yeah, just another order of magnitude. Hey, Dwayne, if you're thinking about getting an electric truck, it'd be great if you could power it through a wind turbine. What kind of HOA permission would you need to put in a 10 to 15 megawatt uh, wind turbine? I mean, you've got room in the backyard. You got a footprint for it. So what, what, I'm just wondering, is that like architectural review? I bet, you know what? I bet you'd probably have to paint it a color so it would blend. A, I do have space. B, believe it or not, there's actually a line in our HOA code that says, I'm not allowed to put in solar on my house. Now, I say that, Casey Howe, two doors down has put solar on his house. So mm. when one of the things that I plan to do this week is message him and say, hey, Casey, how'd you do that? Did the HOA give you any flack? And find out whether or not he even consulted the HOA or if he just did it. And it's, it's easier to ask uh, forgiveness than permission on some of those things. And it's the and way we've we established, operated. Yeah. I mean, we, we've established that I'm not a lawyer, but just... I'm going to, th- I'm going to spitball this. There's a line that says you can't put solar on your house. What if you put solar on your neighbor's house <laughs> and they put their solar panels on your house? I'm just, you know, you're so high. We, we have uh, similar issues here and uh, I am going to bring this up with uh, our legal team and say, I think we've got a workaround. <laughs> I, I'm just the idea guy, right? I just throw out the ideas. Like, I, okay. I, I swear I've been working on this for decades, and that is the first time that idea has ever come up. It's not Leave the it first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, really. To be shockingly, it's not the first time I've heard that. So the but to 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 bring this back, to bring this all, all back to a close, if you had today a need for a car in two years, is this a car you would buy? or plan to buy? Is this worth my time? Again, it's one of the things that I asked at the outset. Is now the time to do this? Have we reached a point where the common person, not just energy experts, former energy near experts, Todd? Dilettantes. Di- yes, thank you. Anybody, it, it's, time to, it's time to start moving in this direction. Are we ready? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially, you know, if, if it's meeting your, your needs, uh, for, for a vehicle, 
it is it is time the the market's here the transformations happened uh you know there's millions of electric vehicles on the road uh today so you know this is no longer a new niche technology uh it's it's ready um i'll I'm probably, you know, looking at, uh, you know, the Mustang in another year or two that the F-150 Lightning is going to, going to probably, uh, really be big in the, in the work truck industry. And especially if you got golf clubs in it. So, uh, before we, before we go to the award, uh, I believe this, I, I think Dwayne, you started down this road and then you, and then you swerved, um, keeping you on track. Good. good um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm here for. Just, you know, bring it back in. I think you mentioned uh, Ward. This is not your only podcast appearance, though. Uh, Thank you. you yes. Yeah. That's yes. hey. That's where I was going to go with this. What else do you? Yeah. Well, to to be to to be frank, I have generally avoided podcasts myself. Uh, so, uh, but my organization actually does a podcast. It's called the Squeaky Clean Energy Podcast, um, and we we generally do pretty good. And we have uh, we we've had the secretary of uh, or the administrator for environmental protection agency we've had governor on we've actually had an nba all-star on um so uh and i i actually uh did my first of those podcasts uh this morning so that podcast actually on uh, electric vehicles and uh what the uh, governor in north carolina has done on an executive order for electric vehicles uh, we recorded that this morning. That'll be published about the same time as uh, this one. So uh, take a listen to the Squeaky Clean Energy podcast. I let the folks on ours know to uh, look up Talking to Todd uh, and uh, uh, kind of do some uh, some cross efforts. We'll see how that uh, how that goes. You should have probably ran that past legal first, but okay, that's cool. Um, that's, not be not not because we're going to be soon. They're going to be like, I don't, I don't think we can. Like, yeah, we, we've the, listened the, to five minutes of this. We can't possibly. No, yeah, oh, this, God, is, no. this is not cleared. No. Well, that, that's one of the fun things. You know, I'm executive director there, so you know, you know, who are they going to get mad at? <laughs> so one, of, what we normally, one of the things we normally do, we do feedback and follow up. We do, we do a couple other things, but we we always close with something that we learned this week. Todd always brings something. I always bring something. I gave you a warning word that, hey, this is a regular segment, Twill, this week I learned. Did you, did you bring something that you learned? And, and, and it doesn't have anything to do, it doesn't have to have anything to do with electric vehicles or beating me in the league championship or, or, or anything, really. It can just be, you know, anything that you, that you learned this week that you thought our listeners might be interested to learn or that, that Todd can riff off of generally to learn <laughs> well, anything this yeah. week. Yeah. So, you know, Todd, Todd's always into the the music and stuff. So um, I, the thing I learned this week and, and thanks for the heads up uh, on the segment. Uh, I have listened to the podcast before. I just didn't, didn't remember that part of it. So one of the things I learned this uh, week or maybe in the last uh, two weeks, I uh, hope you'll, hope you'll allow that as a, uh, that I always thought LaGrange was a song by ZZ Top. Um, but it turns out that uh, the LaGrange point is a point in space. And there's actually five of them around Earth uh, that are essentially stable uh, gravitationally. And so that's where the, the James Webb Space Telescope uh, that was launched a few weeks ago is headed. And it's about 75% of the way there. 
Um, that's where it'll be parked so that it's far enough away from Earth, but in a stable orbit. And so it doesn't need to use any fuel, supposedly, to keep itself stable. Uh, and so it's just this weird anomaly of gravity that the, the gravity nerds or whatever you would call the gravity nerds, uh, astrophysicists have uh, uh, developed and, and managed to plant a spacecraft out there. I've been told I'm not allowed to sing on this podcast. The sad, so I was not. the sad thing. The sad thing about all of this is Dwayne, as he's explaining this, you're like you. The look on your face was wait, what? And I'm sitting here going, oh yeah, um, the Webb Telescope's going to L two. Um, that's the one it's going to. Common knowledge. <laughs> Everybody knows that, except Dwayne. Just <laughs> clearly not in my wheelhouse. And I'm, I'm sure every one of your listeners is well, you know, very familiar with Lagrange points. So I think you can get was a, ZZ you Top sing- hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was ZZ Top singing about then? That's a town in Texas. Oh, okay. That's the one that I knew because I've actually driven through there. I was going to say uh, Lagrange, isn't it? Can you get a good maid right there? I think that's, I think you've just tried. Oh, that must be, uh, that might be Legrand. Never mind. Sorry. I, Iowa towns. There's a lot of them. It's kind of hard to keep track of, of all of them. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to go get the maid ride at the Legrand at the Legrand point. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. I was in Legrand last night. Actually, I was refing in Legrand last night. How lucky for them. <laughs> How, yes. It was, I, I, okay. So tech corner I had, or do you remember Aaron Thomas? I do. Played I basketball. Do. Yeah. So he played softball with us too, I think. Right? Aaron is now the head basketball coach for Applington Parkersburg. No way. I had him last night coaching Applington Parkersburg at East Marshall in LeGrand. Uh, final score was 98 to 27. We were out early. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a good coach then. He's very good. Uh, I have to say, I, I I didn't feel like we got the entire Aaron Thomas experience because he wasn't in our ear the entire night. You didn't need to be. <laughs> yeah, and, and he didn't need to be. We had him two years ago, Wapsie Valley at AP, and it was like number one versus number three in the state. Just a fantastic ball game. Classic coaches. Marty, the old, old coach from um Wapsie Valley was in our ear the entire time so was Aaron just just knocked down drag out the entire night so much fun but yeah Aaron Thomas saw him last night in in LaGrange not LaGrange sorry well, if you sidetrack if, yeah if you see him again say hi for me and and but don't bring up LaGrange or LaGrande or yeah yeah <laughs> I, I am going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to warn Dwayne, I'm going to warn you and our listeners, uh, now that Ward has broken the seal on, uh, using this podcast to talk about stuff we learned about space. Oh, sweet Lord. Oh, have I got, have I got some stuff for the next few we- I mean, this is, I mean, I, I see behind Ward, I see you've got, I guess you got a model of an orbiter up there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I need to interrupt real quick and and probably apologize to all your <laughs> listeners for uh, breaking the seal. And and Dwayne, I he we said that he was going to feel uh, feel it for uh, inviting me. And and here we go. Fifty, 50 I mean, words or less, toddlers. Fifty words or less. 
I mean, the stuff I've got next week to talk about the SLS system is just amazing. Uh, so it'll be great. Kevin, Kevin, we're going to need some editing time. You know, book that in the studio, please. God. How about you, Todd? Did you learn anything this week? Um, yeah. Uh, I learned that my uh, banking information may have been hacked. Um, I learned that through an email sent to me by my bank. However, my uh, bank. No, not your bank. Okay, good. Uh, my bank. Good. However, uh, we don't talk about go? work on this podcast. So here, here is the email. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, you know what, Ward, you, you've got a, you've got a degree in uh, journalism. Um, I, so you've probably you've probably heard the word uh, burying the lead, which <laughs> in journalism is considered a bad thing. Usually. And in, P, and in PR, <laughs> it seems to be the point. Um, the 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 uh, the subject line of the email to grab your attention is deposit and loan statement availability. Well, that's boring. Who's going to read that? You know what? I will. So first paragraph lets me know that your deposit and loan statements generated between December 27th and 29th, 2021 are currently unavailable. Okay. Well, that happens in computers, <laughs> right? You never know. You may still account your, you may still access your account balances and transaction information through our online and mobile banking services. Oh, okay, cool. Cause I assumed I could. <clears throat> Second paragraph. Let's explore this a little further. All electronic payments and deposits to your accounts during this time were processed without interruption. Again, that's not news. That's what I expect from my bank. <laughs> Why are you emailing me? As a, <clears throat> and then everything, ha- according to this email, everything happened without interruption. Here's the next line. As a courtesy, we will refund any insufficient fund fees that we may have charged to your account deposits between December 23rd and December 29th. So, recap, some statements aren't available. Okay. Everything is fine. Yes. And we may have charged you some insufficient fund fees. Okay. Which, well, that's Which weird. you're able to determine because the statements aren't available. Because I can't but see okay. the statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds terrible. Paragraph three. Our vendor who produces your account statements and notices for us very recently notified us that they experienced a system intrusion. They have advised us that while they are unaware of any compromise of our customer information, they have nonetheless implemented a series of containment measures and initiated a forensic investigation. As a strong account management practice, we recommend you closely monitor your account balances and consider enrolling in our account alert services. Now, in order for me to monitor my account, I'm going to need to look up some statement. Oh, God. So anyway, there you go. From deposit and loan statement availability, subject line, to we may have accidentally charged you some stuff that we shouldn't have, and your, all of your banking information may be compromised. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free. Sincerely, President CEO. So anyway, um, not a great, not a great email to get from your bank, um, but uh, it's a PR masterpiece. <laughs> are, are you guys? Uh, are you allowed to swear on the podcast? 
I mean, we can do anything we want. We generally, uh, generally, Dwayne inserts a cuckoo clock uh, noise so that we don't have to put the explicit tag on because uh, Apple will come for us. Okay. In 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 PR terms, that's uh, uh, I won't use the 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 term, but it's an S sandwich where you have your bread, you have the S, and then you have more bread. So it it is, except, and I agree with you, except. <laughs> Your statements aren't working. You're insufficient. We charged you when we shouldn't have, and all of your information has been leaked. It's three layers of it, S is what that is. It's all, it's all S, no sandwich. <laughs> Duane, how about you? What'd you learn this week? Not just this week, but today I learned that I tested positive for COVID. We've been saying, we've been getting feedback from our listeners that we need to be more positive on this podcast. I'm positive. Tested positive today. Um, yeah. We had, so Friday night, we had the Ackley boys at the Eldora boys, boy-girl doubleheader. We had just... As as background, last night I'm sitting in the stands talking to the AD from Lagrange. Sorry, Lagrand, and I ask him, you know, how's your week going? What are you doing this week? What blah blah blah? You got a game on Friday night? He says, well, we only have one game on Friday night. Ackley's supposed to come to town, but it's just going to be the girls because the boys have COVID. And I said, really? Boys have COVID? And he says, yep, I'm not letting them in our building. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> not, Apropos not of nothing, only, I have to leave. <laughs> Ooh, look at the time. <laughs> and I drove. I could have done that. And then, as it turned out, not only did I have Ackley at South Harden on Friday night, but then on Monday night, I had South Harden at Iowa Falls. So I could have been exposed by Ackley on Friday. Or, you know, you got three days worth of incub incubation between Ackley and South Harden before I then had South Harden on Monday night at Iowa Falls, which is where I grew up. I, I grew up play Well, I grew up sitting on the bench Wait, in that gym. They, they let you ref in Iowa Falls? They do. I wouldn't do that. Um, <clears throat> I asked my assigner years and years ago. I asked my assigner about this. I said, Chuck, should I go? Should I mean, is it a bad idea? to go ref at the high school where I played high school. I said, and Chuck says, and I quote, just don't suck. And you don't suck. So you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Go do it. Now I will say I won't do a playoff game. I won't do any postseason that has Iowa Falls involved, but a regular season game, whatever. As, as I remember being on the freshman basketball team in Iowa Falls with you, um, that was the same advice we got from the coaches there. Just don't suck. So it's it really it's and and I did, um, which is why I didn't continue. So yeah. funny story: Randy Fiscus was in the crowd on Monday night. Saw him walk in the gym. So uh, saw Todd Bickney's, saw Jennifer Bickney's, saw a whole bunch of people. Got yelled at by all of them. It was fantastic night. Anyway, so Ackley to South Harden, South Harden to Iowa Falls, and then. One of my three partners said, uh, texted the other two of us 
this morning and said, hey, you know, I don't feel all that well. I'm kind of sniffly. I kind of got a headache. I kind of got a scratchy throat. And I said, hmm, well, that doesn't sound good. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go get tested. And given that we had spent 90 minutes in the car together last night, 90 minutes in the car together the night before, he's like, you guys probably ought to go get tested too. And me, I don't feel bad. I mean, yeah, my throat's a little scratchy, but I mean, it's that time of year. Do I feel tired? Yeah, I'm running three to five miles a night up and down the basketball court. So yeah, am I tired? Yeah, sure, I'm tired. So this morning I grabbed the rapid test, three minutes, boom. The other thing that I learned this week, how fast those tests actually show up, the the rapid tests actually show up when, when you really have COVID, it takes no time at all for that thing to show up and test positive. I learned all kinds of stuff this week. I also learned what areas of the house my wife will and will not let me go into. Hmm. I'll have more on this next week. I I, I will say for, for all the listeners, um, Dwayne, Dwayne did let me know ahead of time today. Um, and uh, he's like, hey, bad news. And then we had back and forth. We had some back and forth conversations. Um, I was uh, just in our text message. Um, I was as supportive um, of Dwayne as you would have expected. Um, there were significant number of jokes at his expense, uh, many of which don't pass the explicit tag for this podcast. <laughs> Uh, but don't worry. I've taken care. I've taken care. I've taken care of Dwayne. I, he's, he's, he's heard, he's heard a good, he's heard a good portion of them now. I'm your host in more ways than one. I, I want to note for the record, I have been incredibly healthy for the last 20 years. And as soon as we book Ward to come on mm. this podcast, you see what you're saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I was assuming this was a tryout and I was going to take over the podcast after this. If things don't go well next week, you could be talking to Todd. Okay, 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 okay. Before we go, we gotta we gotta quick drop in here what we're watching. We gotta we'll jump into what we're watching here quick. Todd, do you watch anything this week? Yep, Rue's back. So uh oh. season fourteen. Yes. Last week started. So uh there you go. Boom. Ruse back. You you already watched it? We didn't watch it together? I thought we were gonna watch this together. Well, we were going to, and then and then you would we we'd have to do VH1 together and then the and then the connect the dots and then the thing and the yeah. We, there here's the thing. I think there's gonna be 75 queens on this this season. So we've got time. We can we can watch <laughs> some of this stuff together because it's gonna take a while. Are there any surprises that I need to be prepared for? On episode one, apparently, apparently at least one of the Queens is actually a man. I know. I know. Who knew? Maybe more than one. Didn't see this coming. (laughs) I can also tell you uh, that they did not film this in Webster County. So, uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, I never saw an outcome on the Eagle Grove New Year's Day thing. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Feedback to come there. Toddlers will follow up on that. 
What about you? Uh, you? You seem very, very eager. I mean, this is this is after the close, but you really want to talk about about what we're watching. So, um, what did you watch on Saturday? I got invited to go see American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Oh, sorry for for a second when you said that. Here I come to save the day. No, different one, different one. Sorry, <laughs> no, not that. That's that's Mighty Mouse. <laughs> There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. That's ah, the that's, one you were thinking of. That's the one I was thinking of. Yes. Sorry. That's... Oh. So the movie opens. White letters on black screen that says, based on a true story. This should have been the tip-off for me. Because it opens with the University of Northern Iowa playing a home game outdoors. Yeah, I was going to say, as soon as you said that, I'm like, I bet you it's outdoors, isn't it? Yep. Okay. okay. And at which point, and I went with Felderman. Felderman calls me, hey, do you want to go see this? I'm like, sure. I'll go. And I look at Felderman. Dude, they lost me already. Seriously. And at which point, don't get me wrong, on a scale of one to 10, I give it a six, which is about what Rotten Tomatoes gives it overall, right? It's it's fine. It's what, but I mean, seriously, all, it was all I could do. And you know what? If you grew up in New York, or if you grew up in Florida, or if you grew up in God knows where, Kurt Warner is a, almost exactly the same age as we are. We grew yes. up together in Iowa at the same time, graduated from college. You graduated from the same college he did at the same time. Let me ask you this. Was there a grain elevator on campus for him to throw footballs against? I want to say no. I'll take that as an... But but now that you say it's in the film, I'm questioning my own memories. (laughs) Wait, they put a grain elevator on campus of university? Within walking distance of where he lived and the, seriously, he pulls up in his car as much detail as they got right on the Barnstormers uniforms and the helmets with the goggles on the front of the helmets, right? And the wings on the shoulders and whatnot. They couldn't spend the same amount of detail to get the license plate right for the state of Iowa. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Question. When he, when he's played in the Barnstormers, was that indoors? It was. Okay. It was. And they said it's at the barn, which we all know is Veterans Memorial Auditorium, but they showed a blimp shot up above of Wells Fargo Arena. (laughs) As they've got him in the basement at Vets, ready to do his first introduction, he walks down the tunnel underneath, which seems fairly accurate, fine, whatever. It's kind of underneath. And he looks to his right. And there's a rodeo going on. And he turns to his left and he walks down the ramp onto the field for introductions. That's, that doesn't work like this. It's, it's not that big. So was, what at one okay. point in the movie, there was a sprinkling of snow that was described as the worst blizzard in decades. And I'm looking at this, at this blizzard going, Meh. okay, whatever. I mean, maybe if you're in Dallas, 
If you grew up in Phoenix, this looks awful. I'm like, meh, okay, whatever. The roads weren't drifting. There weren't, there weren't, I mean, seriously, seriously, people. They made, they made Jim Foster, who was the original owner of the Barnstormers, not just the owner, but the head coach. Does anybody remember John Gregory? John Gregory remembers John Gregory. He clearly did not exist in this film. Such a slight. John Gregory was a fantastic man. He just totally disappeared from this movie. Somehow, at some point, I'm fast forwarding here through the movie, Brenda, Kurt's wife, manages to make her way to the Rams locker room in the basement of what was at that point, I believe, the TWA Dome in St. Louis. Yep. How in the world does into the Rams locker room? I later read that that kiss happened out in the hallway. It did actually happen. It just didn't happen in the locker room. How difficult is it to just put them out in the hallway to kiss rather than having it in the locker room? Seriously, it just defies belief. Also, and this is just a little point, Dick Vermeil never cried in the movie. Have you ever seen Dick Vermeil not cry? <laughs> <laughs> they've got Mike Martz. What are you, you remember Mike Martz, right? Mike Martz, offensive guru, yes. offensive guru for the bears for a while. Do you remember anything about Mike Martz? Mostly what I remember about him. Well, yes, he was the, so he was, was he the offensive coordinator for Vermeil and, uh-huh. um, and then took over from him later. Um, he was kind of full of himself, but yeah, they got, they got that right. That they okay. actually got right of the things that okay. they got right. That was one of them. I've gone on way longer than I promised to on this, but God, this movie just drives me so crazy. Seriously, get ready. Warner, quote from Warner. Every scene in this movie is as real as you get, and that was important to us. Now, there's always going to be some Hollywood in how we tell that story, some creative license. Really, Kurt? What did I watch this week? I watched American Underdog. Would I recommend it? Hell no. Wait, wait. Just going to say this. From what I heard from you, if you know nothing about Iowa, the Midwest, winter weather, football, you may enjoy it more. At one point, he's playing in Des Moines for the Iowa Barnstormers. She's in Cedar Falls. It's so far away. It's so far. You're so far away from me. Lady, it's 90 minutes. Get in the car. Ah, This movie, this movie drives me so crazy. Yes. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. If you know nothing about Iowa or the 90s or Hy-Vee, they did get the Hy-Vee logo right from 1993. Credit there. Again, can't get the license plate right. But, but I'm not, I'm not caught up on the details. If you know absolutely nothing about nothing or anything, Yes, I'm sure you'll really, really enjoy it. I I do wonder. So you're you're telling of this of of maybe getting a few details wrong about an entire university campus, blizzards, etc. I'm gonna have to go look. Um, I I may have shared this story in here before. At one point, uh, for a couple of seasons, uh, we were watching uh, Kiefer Sutherland on uh, 24 uh, when yeah. that was a thing. And we watched this. Uh, Lisa watched a couple more seasons than I did. We were watching it. I think we watched a season or two, and then we watched the next season, and we're watching it. And some terrorists had stolen a truck that was carrying a nuclear missile, 
and uh, they this line uh, they 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 had in Illinois, and they drove west, and they made it across the Mississippi River, and then somebody yells, "Get get this image up on satellite!" And this line is uttered. <clears throat> we lost satellite pictures in the mountains. If only somebody just had a map. They lost the satellite image because the truck is in the mountains of eastern Iowa. And this is what happened. I looked at Lisa. I reached down. I picked up the remote. I turned the TV off. And we never watched. An, I didn't watch the end of that episode. And we never watched an episode of 24 again. Because that, look, that was a throwaway line. But if you are so damn lazy <laughs> to use mountains in Iowa as a plot point, I don't have time for you. Apparently, it is good to know, though, that what they didn't do is say we lost them in the University of Northern Iowa football stadium. Because, well, I would have assumed that makes sense because it's closed in with the roof. According to American Underdog, it's an open-air stadium. That wouldn't make sense either. Don't go see this movie, people. Don't. Just don't. don't. Unless unless you know nothing about Iowa or football or anything. Oh, you know what that oh means? Uh, I mean, if, 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 if you can't watch it, if, if you should only watch it if you know nothing about football... <laughs> I'm thinking Matt Nagy's got time. Maybe he should watch. <laughs> the music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or Podbean, wherever you get your pods. If you don't know how to find us, just search Talkin' and the number two. There's no G and there's no space. We do have a page on Facebook. You can tweet us on Facebook. Pretty sure that's how it works. You can check out our two-time award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. That's 515-257-6272. Support for the editing of this podcast was brought to you by Toddlers 3187, number 17. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. The website, as always, is TalkingToTodd.com. Thanks to our listeners, especially the new ones. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Ward Linz, for joining us. Please tell your friends, send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? Hey, Ward. Uh, <clears throat> look, just, I, I don't know. Dwayne doesn't look good on the camera. I mean, I'm hoping for the best, but here's my thoughts. So next week, we talk about SLS. The week after that, we go to the Artemis Project. Then we, go to, then we talk about Starship. And then the one I'm really interested in in about four weeks is we talk about what it's going to take to deorbit the ISS safely because they've already put a... In, Oh, Dwayne, you're you're still on. Oh, that's that's never mind. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad you're still here. Seriously, Ward, give me a call. We'll 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 get this going. We're on it. the The best part about this is that if I'm not here, I don't have to edit that shit. <laughs> but if I am here, we'll talk about that and all kinds of other stuff right here on talking to Todd. Thank mm-hmm.
also see ward behind you you have i don't know if it's full i can't tell the scale but you have you have an original mac yeah a mac you got do. is that from the mac in the room program yeah yeah that's a that's a drake uh, version so real Dwayne, i'm just gonna say we just missed out an opportunity because literally th- that mac is in the corner of his bookcase that's literally tech corner <laughs> If only, again, here you are, visual jokes on an audio medium. It is our specialty. Yeah, I, I, had, uh, I thought I was going to get out all my uh, Hot Wheels uh, electric vehicles, and I realized that people wouldn't be able to see them if I held them up. So <laughs> This was great. Thanks for coming on. This was really super. This was, this was fun. Uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Hopefully, it's, uh, it's interesting for folks. But yeah, it's fun. Thank you.